0: Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ. And you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. You know, we celebrate this day along with, with millions upon millions of people all over the world. It's not just a day. It's an event that happened, a historical event, a real event that happened around this man named Jesus. No one in the course of history has impacted the world more than this man named Jesus. And in the late 1700s, Napoleon Bonaparte, who you might have learned his name in history, he was a military ruler and emperor in France. He made the following powerful statement, which is a revelation. He says, I know men, and I tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every other person in the world, there is no possible term of comparison. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires, but on what did we rest the creation of our genius upon force. Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. What an incredible God we serve. What an incredible man, the man-God, the God-man that we celebrate today. You know what's what's so interesting about Christmas is believers and unbelievers celebrate Christmas. Everyone's saying merry christmas. There's something powerful about this time of the year. Christmas has its own music. And I don't know if you notice that Christmas music has a presence upon it. It has an anointing upon it. It does something to our spirits. It speaks to our hearts. It speaks to our mind. Why is that? Because it's touched by the very presence of God. It's touched by the very presence of God. But everything about Christmas is awesome. I love the food. I can't help but love the food. You know, for you Italians out there, the Feast of Seven fishes. That doesn't mean, you know, people get put in a trunk, you know. That's a different fish. But everything about Christmas, the gifts, the excitement in the air, children excited about Christmas, and, and the lights. You know, every year, especially my wife, she's into this, you know, the first light that you see, you know, driving down the street. And my wife, I don't know if you have a wife like this, you know, she plans an entire journey to the house that has the most lights, you know. And this year, our journey wasn't that exciting. Well, the journey was exciting exciting because we we're anxious to see this house that we saw all over Facebook, you know, look at this house, mommy. we got to go see this house, we got to go see this house. So she plans the journey, she gets her Google Maps out, you know. I feel like I'm going to China, you know, and this long journey, and we get to this house, and the only lights they were on were the front porch lights. <laughs> and so what do you do? Like, do you roll down your window and start yelling out your window, hey, I came all this way, put the lights on. You know, do you go and ring the bell and say, hey, come on, put the lights on, you know. So we drove off. But, but it's, it's an amazing time of year. It's such a powerful, powerful spiritual time of year. That's why many people show up in church at Christmas. You know, you think it's just a cool thing to do. But it's powerful. This, God's speaking to us at this time of the year. It's an anointed time of the year. And But why is it so powerful? Like, bottom line, why is it so powerful? And I believe we find the answer to this question foretold over 3,000 years ago in the writings of Scripture 700 years before the birth of Jesus this man Isaiah who's called a prophet he spoke these words and they were recorded it says nevertheless in Isaiah 9 verse 1 and 2 nevertheless there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned. A light has dawned. And we see in the book of John these words spoken by Jesus himself. Says, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of Christ." What good news that God sent his son To dispel the darkness, to dispel the gloom, to provide hope to us as people, to provide hope to the world. He was not just a man, He was God incarnate who had come with the power to destroy the gloom that is on every man without Christ. The Bible goes on to teach that mankind is under the weight of what Isaiah was preaching. Under the weight of darkness. Under the weight of sin. Under the weight of destroying ourselves. Under the weight of of addiction and and depression and generational curses that that follow from one generation to the next generation. Under the weight of poverty. Under the weight of anxiety. Under the weight of fear. Under the weight of what's going to happen to my tomorrow. What's going to happen To my family, under the weight of the curses brought on by the sins of the world. And we're all under this weight, the Bible says. And it's called hopelessness. The earth was under a cloud of hopelessness. And this man, Hal Lindsey, said this. Man can live about 40 days without food. About three days without water. About eight minutes without air but only for one second without hope. This is the cloud that the Bible says we are all under without God providing a way out. Jesus came to provide a way out from the despair, the destruction that we are all under, the hopelessness, the eternal death the Bible talks about that we are all under. And the Bible says that we are unable to break that power on our own. It's like old age, getting old. You can have a facelift. You can have a neck lift. You can have your ears lifted. You know, your ears and your nose keep growing. I have a serious problem. You can have everything lifted. Your arms <laughs> lifted. You know, do I keep going down? <laughs> okay? You can have everything lifted. But guess what? You are under the power of death. We're all going to die. People are having their heads frozen. People with money. Thinking that, you know, someday we're gonna be cloning. And their bodies will be able to be cloned. We are under the curse of death. Without Jesus, there's no coming out from under this curse. Distress, dysfunction, oppression, anger, hurt. People live angry their whole life because of the sins of mankind, what's been done to them disappointments, having parents that were not good parents. This is earth. This is the gloom that Isaiah was talking about. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.12, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope, without God and the world. Without God in the world, without Christ in our world, we are lost. We are eternally doomed. We are without hope. Nothing can satisfy the spirit of man. Nothing can satisfy your soul. You'll be searching here and searching there and getting this and getting that. And one person, one relationship after another, one husband, one wife, two, three, four, five, until you're finally broke and you say i got to stop doing this. Can I preach the truth this morning? We're all under this. There's no one that's exempt from it. No one can stand up in this room and say, oh, I'm not like that, you know. I've only been married once. You're still under it. You're still under the power of sin. We can't help it. That's the gloom that Isaiah spoke about. But God had to send. His son for you. God had to show us how much he loved us, that he would send his only son for us. Because no one else can break the darkness but God himself. He had to step into this world. Come on, let's give the Lord thanks that he's done this. This is Christmas. This is the message. It's why we're here today. Jesus had to come to war for your soul. You know, we often see the birth of Jesus as this beautiful, peaceful, you know, delivery of a baby in a manger. How many of you, women, had kids, how many of you have ever been in a delivery room? Okay, I have. All right? It's not that peaceful, it's kind of noisy. You know, I remember when, uh, when our first experience, you know, me, my wife have, has a habit of having kids in the middle of the night. And, um, and so we, we go, and we, we're new with this, you know. We go into this room. There's other women, you know, behind the little the curtains that separate all the patients. And, and let me tell you something. I heard noises I'd never heard before. <laughs> it's an interesting thing, you know. Everyone has a different way of dealing with pain but it's interesting. I mean, some people were really, really noisy. And that's kind of scary, you know? That's kind of scary. But the, the, the birth of Jesus wasn't this, like, little innocent thing. It was messy. It was painful. There was a war going on. The birth of Jesus was not a sweet, peaceful, starry night event. It was a war. It was a war of purity and innocence against sin and evil. It was a war of light against darkness. It was a war of eternal life against eternal death. But today, we thank God because we know who won that war. You know, without Jesus, we are under the curse of the cross all of us you know on this side of the resurrection we celebrate the cross but the Bible says the cross was a symbol of death it was a curse before Christ we are under the curse of the cross we are deserved of death our sin causes us to be deserved of condemnation. We are condemned. And the the Bible says the the devil, who is the accuser of the brethren, the Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. It says he stands before God day and night, and he says, you cannot accept this man into your kingdom, because heaven is perfect, heaven is holy, heaven is sinless. And he accuses us, Every one of us. He's a thief. He's a liar. He's filled with jealousy. He's filled with pride. He's angry. He has unbelief. He doesn't believe. And he accuses, and he accuses, and he accuses. And we are all under the weight. And we are deserved of punishment. We are not deserved. Of eternal life. But then Jesus comes. And what he does. In his love. He takes the pain. He takes the hurt. He takes the cross. He takes the curse. He takes it upon himself. He removes it from us. All who call upon his name. The Bible says. Will be saved. And he carries it. And he drags it. He puts it on Calvary. And he's taking the pain. And as he's taking the pain, he's thinking of every single one of us. He's saying, I'm doing it for this person. I'm doing it for that person. I'm doing it for this person. The curse comes upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can break the curse. He's the only one. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because of the goodness of Jesus Christ. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The Bible says that that he did not come to condemn the world. But he took condemnation from us. He takes brokenness from us. He takes our pain and our suffering and, and our imperfections from us. But we have to come to him. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever, whoever, whoever. No one is exempt. Whoever. The worst sinner. Whoever. We're all the same. We're all His children. Every single one of us have been put here Because God thought of you. He created you. Before you in your mother's womb, you were in his heart. And you would say, why would God do this to me and do that to me? Why would God put me here if I have to suffer this and go through that and go through this? Because God still has a plan. He still has a testimony for you. He still has a hope for you. He still has a purpose for you. Those who have been broken, the worst. Those who have been abused, the worst. End up loving God the most, the Bible says. The worst sinner loves him the most. The prostitute loved him the most. Mary, she was part of his inner circle. The thief on the cross. Last minute, God gives him redemption. It was not earned. He just loved him. Isaiah 9, for... To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. He's our Everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. The greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. In Jesus' name, amen? Let's just all stand. Let's just thank the Lord for who he is and let's thank him with just a, a clap offering this morning. Let's give the Lord a, an applause this morning for who he is. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening today. We hope you were blessed by our Legacy Church podcast and hope to see you soon at our church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform at Legacy Church RI.